0: Uh, Well, hello, I'm Margot Rose, and welcome to the Body Aware Living Podcast. Uh, I am the author of Body Aware Grieving, a fitness trainer's guide to caring for your health during sad times. And we're here together with kind and wonderful people from around the world looking for practical ways to get through difficult challenges and to celebrate our accomplishments. And it's also important to remember that the opinions and suggestions Shared by myself or our guests are not intended to serve as or replace any professional medical or mental health services. So I can tell already we're going to have an excellent time with Vanessa Nixon. She is a traditional naturopath and the midlife wellness goddess. Her professional credentials include a doctorate in traditional nat, help me pronounce this naturopathy. How do I say this thing?
1: That's how I say it. Yeah, Naturopathy.
0: Okay. We're going to talk about this out the gate. Okay. You have a doctorate in it. You have a doctorate in traditional naturopathy, a master's in herbal medicine. You have certificates in aromatherapy, nutrition, reflexology, iridology. You're a professional Middle Eastern dance instructor and performer, and you're the founder and CEO of Natural Look Mineral Makeup. So welcome
1: to our podcast. Thank you so much. I'm so delighted to be here with you today.
0: Well, part of why I'm excited to connect with you is because I wish I had known you when I was going through my paramenopause and menopause years, which I just finished. And I wanna tell y'all girls right out the gate, the other side is gorgeous. <laughs> um, but, but for now, I wanna talk about those middle years that you have been specializing in helping women feel their best even during these harder years can you help us understand what is paramenopause and what is
1: menopause? Right, right. Actually there's three expressions and it's interesting because, you know, we as women, it's part of our lives. So we think, you know, we should know these things, but really menopause, the whole menopausal journey is kind of a taboo subject still these days. And so I oftentimes um, find there's a lot of confusion. Uh, around these terms. So the technical terms are perimenopause, menopause, and postmenopause. And perimenopause um, is the period of time before our menstrual cycle stops for good. Um, And this time period can be a decade long. But for some women, it may only last a few months. So it's very individual. Um, And this is a time where our hormones are gradually changing because we're coming out of our reproductive phase of our lives so we don't need those high levels of reproductive hormones anymore so those hormones are starting to shift downward and sometimes we experience symptoms because there's an imbalance in our hormones as they're shifting and then what are
0: what are some of the main symptoms because i think people are feeling these symptoms and they don't know why so what are the some of the main things you've experienced people feeling like i just feel weird or i feel
1: yeah that's a great question because a lot of times women don't connect symptoms that they're having when they're in their mid-30s with the menopausal journey because they think well i'm only 35 i'm i'm not menopausal but they don't understand they might be paramenopausal. and so um Some of the symptoms might be symptoms, uh, changes within the menstrual cycle itself. Um, It could be having um, either lighter or heavier uh, menstrual cycles. It could be having longer or shorter menstrual cycles. It could be having more or less pain or discomfort. Um, So those are some changes within the menstrual cycle itself. Uh, but then you can be experiencing insomnia. It could be brain fog, um, hot flashes, or night sweats. Uh, It could be changes in libido. Um, It could be um, changes in um, your skin. Um, It could be heart palpitations. There's just so many different symptoms that can all have to do with the changes that are going on in our bodies at the time and in the imbalance that there is in the hormones. Um, So any and all of those might happen. And for some women, they don't experience any symptoms at all. So it really is an individual journey through that perimenopausal period. And then menopause itself is actually only a year long. It's a 12 month period, um, that you really don't know you're in until after you're out of it, because um, it's the period where you haven't had any menstrual cycles for 12 months. So you might think that, you know, oh, I haven't had a period for three months. I must be in menopause. And you could be, but you could get another period next month which that happens a lot. You know, women go three months and then have a period. Then they might go six months and have a period. And so you don't really know that you're in menopause until you've gone a full 12 months without a cycle. And then anything beyond that is post-menopause.
0: Well, this sounds complicated. (laughs) So it can be from three months to 10 years or so. And it can be anything affecting your periods in any way. (laughs) <laughs> Basically, you could have more, you could have less, you could have closer, you could have more intense, you could have lighter, you can skip. All right. The, the, so when people feel confused about why they feel weird, there's there's a lot of reasons why they might feel weird. And and I know I had a hard time pronouncing the word um naturopath, naturopathy. What does that mean? What style of healing is that? Because I know a lot of women are like, well, doctors don't know, don't care. Or maybe they just want to, you know, throw some extra estrogen at me. And and a lot of women, there's just a lot of controversy, but not a a lot of controversy and not that many choices. So can you, can you like, I had a lot of, I had breast cancer in my family history. So I was like, I'm going to go through it without hormones. I didn't want to think about it. I didn't want to have a talk about it that's me not telling other people what to do, but what, what do you offer that's an alternative and, and what does being a naturopath mean?
1: Naturopathy is just um, a form of natural healing that, that utilizes different modalities that are all based on natural medicine. Um, so it, in, it can encompass many different modalities um, and that is opposed to allopathy. It's focused on disease and pathology and using pharmaceutical med- medicine to treat disease. So that's kind of the difference between naturopathy and allopathy. And then within naturopathy, there are two different types of naturopaths. There are naturopathic physicians and naturopathic physicians um, basically have a more medicalized education. They go to a medical school that is focused on more natural um, modalities they adopted this more medicalized curriculum. That is what a, a, a naturopathic physician is. Everybody else who wanted to keep things the way they were kind of fell into this other camp of traditional naturopaths who have been practicing this way for hundreds, if not thousands of years, just focusing not on disease and pathology and you know prescribing medication, but helping people to... Um, you know, tap into their own wisdom, their their own ancestral memory of foods to eat and herbs to take that we all used to know, you know, generations and generations ago. Um, You know, we were all tapped into that connection with nature. And so traditional naturopaths are focused on how to create health and wellness, how to keep your body healthy um, without using allopathic means, using natural modalities, uh, the ones that I um, focus on are nutritional healing, herbal medicine, homeopathy, flower essences, um, you know, things and a few other energetic modalities.
0: <clears throat> These topics are all really multi layered, and people are going to be thinking about themselves. I feel crazy. I feel upset. I can't function. I want to function better. And um, if there's a midlife wellness goddess, well, by God, <laughs> let's hear from her, you know, like each person is um, often really struggling on their own. And, and part of what you talk about is that these years and this transition is like an initiation because mm-hmm. um, a lot of it is emotional. People get depressed. People are like, feel like they're being treated like they're less worthy. People might feel less worthy. The one symptom you didn't mention, but I saw one of the polls, you've got a Facebook group uh, what's the name of your Facebook group, by the way?
1: The name of the Facebook group is "You Can Feel Marvelous in Midlife Naturally." Let's do
0: that, okay? <laughs> so let's do that. I'll have the link for that in the show notes. But I, I think I saw a poll on one of your um, posts on, and you were asking women which symptoms were giving them the hardest time, and a lot of them were talking about weight gain being a really frustrating one. And so, this whole time, in addition to like what's happening, quote unquote, medically is just really affecting women's self-esteem, their behavior. And um, so I wanna talk a little bit about like, what did you mean by it being an initiation? Cause I, I might wanna add in on something that I've observed through my personal training with women of those ages. So let's hear what you're
1: yeah. saying. Well, thank you for asking that question. It's it's one of my favorite things to talk about because I one of the things I love to do more than anything is to help women reframe this time as, A really potent, powerful time in their lives. Using the term spiritual initiation, I think, is really um, pertinent um, because it is an an initiation. And when we look at that phrase, you know, an initiation, we think about, you know, this is a period of trial and tribulation, you know, whether it's minor or whether it's major. We are going through a lot. We're going through a lot internally with how our bodies are changing. Um, We're also under a lot of stress because our culture does not value this transition our culture doesn't value the mature wise woman and so we have all of that conditioning to unpack and then also during this time of life we also have a lot of external changes that tend to happen and i think they happen for a reason it's not just coincidence it's all part of this initiation and Um, What I'm referring to is that a lot of women end up going through a lot of changes in their families, you know, whether it's divorce or separation or whether their children are growing up and going out on their own and they're empty nesters for the first time, or maybe they're taking care of aging parents or their parents are passing away. Um, A lot of times they're changing careers. Maybe they're retiring. Maybe they are starting a new enterprise. Um, They are um, starting new creative projects or collaborations, creating new communities, moving to a new part of the world. You know, there's just a lot of change going on. And so and that's the through line. There's just there's change in your body. There's change in your external world. There's changes going on in how society views you. And so I think that's part of this initiation is dealing with all of these things feels really stressful and really hard. And it motivates us to look at who we are, you know, how we view ourselves and how we want to view ourselves and what we want to be in the next half of our lives, uh, what we want to create, how we want to bring our gifts and our talents and our wisdom to the world. I think that it's a really potent opportunity for women to, to take these challenges and turn them into something that they can use as gifts, not only for themselves, but for their communities, um, and especially other women around them. You know, As women, we are very collaborative. Um, it, community and support and nurturing is very important to us. And so I think it's a really powerful time for women to step forward in leadership, in their communities, and to create the kind of environment that they want to live in, we are kind of conditioned in our society and our culture to think that menopause is the end. You know, everything's going to change, your body's going to start breaking down, and, you know, you're not valued because you can't produce children anymore, and, um, you know, it's, your life is just going to kind of, Go downhill from here. That's kind of this conditioning that we have. It is the end of our reproductive years. So, in that vein, there is a the death that I think we all feel as women when we get to this stage. And I think this is part of this whole initiatory process. Um, We're ending one phase of our lives. I think we feel that. That death of the reproductive phase of life very acutely, and it's important to acknowledge that and to grieve if if we feel that that's um, what we need to do. But then on the other
0: celebrate and to celebrate if it's a woman who already
1: had enough,
0: she doesn't want to worry about pregnancy. And she, I mean, uh, now more than ever, right? I mean, also it's just to understand that some people might be like thrilled to say goodbye to this phase of their life right right and and that's the next excited to begin the next part too right exactly
1: exactly that's the next piece of it is you know acknowledge that grieve that if that's what feels good to you and then come to the next part of the process where you're realizing this is a rebirth you know it's that cycle of life whenever there's a death there's a rebirth and so celebrating the birth of the next phase of your life and part of that is that we still have that creative energy that in our reproductive years we create, we could potentially create children. We still have that creative womb energy, whether we have a physical womb or not, whether we've had a hysterectomy or, you know, we still have that creative womb space energy where we can create other things and birth those things into the world, whether they're, as I mentioned, creative. Of projects or new communities or new businesses or new relationships. So we get to, this is an opportunity to take that creative energy and now rebirth it into the world in a way that you direct, in a way that is in, in alignment with your passions and what's really important to you. And I think that that's where our power really comes from at this Point in our lives when we have so much experience that we've gone through, we have so much wisdom that we've gathered, we can really birth some very powerful things into the world.
0: As a personal trainer in my 30s, I was specialized at the time in people who were in their 40s, women who were in their 40s and 50s. And I watched women in their 40s and 50s struggle so much with this and need so much extra personal care. They were very unhappy with what was happening with their waist, with their weight, with their shape. And I saw the women do absolutely everything possible to like hold back some of those um, changes that were happening to their bodies. And so when I started to get there, I was like, you know what, I'm not gonna do all those things that they were willing to do that, that honestly, even the thinnest of women got a little thicker near their middle. And part of what I'm really intrigued by also is how you bring in this belly dancing element and I'm looking at some of the emotional wellness that could happen with embracing belly dance. And also from a physical perspective, is that gonna help us, you know, get through some of these periods a little more gently? Is it gonna help us release some PMS and cramping possibly? Can belly dancing also help as we look ahead to some of the senior years, or maybe some people even now are having some, um, they're looking for some help with continence. They're looking for some pelvic floor stability to uh, increase their continences now and as they get older. So the fact that you've brought in this belly dance part is super unique. And I'm just so curious about the medical effects as well as the um, emotional and social effects that you've, that you've touched on with that.
1: Yes. So belly dance, it's something that you can look at on you know, like a purely physical level or you can look at it on an emotional level or you can even look at on it as a spiritual level. And I love to be able to use all of those levels. Um, Ballet dance is, is a spiritual practice. It's a form of meditation for me. And one of the reasons that is because it's a form of natural movement for women. And that's, that's key for me when I'm working with my clients is to find a natural form of movement and not try to force, you know, exercises that might not be created for your body, you know, for your body as a woman or, you know, your unique constitution. And so finding forms of natural movement that feel really aligned is is very important for me. And so with belly dance, it's important to take a look at, at how it developed. The history of belly dance is one that not a lot of people know. What I want women especially to know is that belly dance was an ancient, cultural, traditional dance in the Middle East that was created for a woman's body. All of the moves were designed to help her body, to give it support through all the transitions that it goes through throughout life, from first menarche, through pregnancy and postpartum, as well as through menopause. So the moves are actually designed to Um, to stimulate and support your body in a way that will promote health, will promote pelvic stability, will help your body to make these transitions. So yes, it can help you have a healthier pregnancy, a healthier postpartum, and a healthier uh, perimenopause, menopause, and postmenopause. Um, All of the dances were performed traditionally only by women and only four women audiences. And the the dance itself tells the story of womanhood. Each part of the dance represents a different part of a woman's life. So everything about belly dance is all about women's empowerment. It's about supporting, it's about women supporting women. And so it's just a really supportive, um, very inclusive of all you know, women's body types and shapes and ages and sizes. And it's all about celebrating women and supporting them. So that's one of, that's the thing that has drawn me the most toward um, not only doing belly dance myself and using it as a, a sacred practice, but also for offering that to my clients and to other women, because I see, I see their confidence come out. I see them loving themselves and loving their bodies in a way that they didn't before, because all of these moves connect you to your body, to places in your body you didn't even know were there. Uh, So it's just, it's really um, a very sweet, nurturing, uh, loving way to be in touch with your body and support it in a physical way, an emotional way, a mental way, and also a spiritual way.
0: Well, and social way to connect with all these other women and just like, ooh, your belly's rolling. Ooh, your belly's sec- Like the flat belly, you can't even do belly dance as well with a super flat belly, right? I mean, don't you, you know, have a little, a little meat to roll around
1: with? And- it's interesting because I've always been a very thin woman and I've been on professional belly dance troupes a number of times uh, in the last 30 years uh, since I first started belly dancing. And it was al- always the more voluptuous women who could do the moves better, who you could really see, you know, the, the way that they were dancing much more. I had to try so much harder just to be able to even see my hips shimming, you know. <laughs> um, but yes, traditionally and culturally, uh, you know, the more curves you have on your body, um, the more attractive you are as a woman. And so it's a very different um feeling about being appreciated. For who you are as a woman, um, and and your body as a woman in different cultures around the world, and and like I said, with belly dance, it's very accepting of all sizes, and I really love that. I absolutely do. I just
0: I love how you're bringing all this together. And didn't didn't I see somewhere on your website that you actually have online belly dance classes, so that women who don't want to, they don't live in the same region as you, or they don't want to go. Trans, transport themselves for, or maybe they're shy and they now what are you doing how are you offering online belly dance classes and and I know we're going to have all of your information later but just specifically tell me about that I yeah. I want to do it for
1: sure I'll see that there <laughs> Yeah, well, you know, along with everybody else, I transitioned to doing a lot of things online over the last couple of years, and um, I did, um, in the past, teach local belly dance classes here where I live in Washington State, but I did transition to um, holding those classes online. They're over Zoom. Um, they're on Tuesday evenings, and I, ha- I teach beginning uh, belly dance classes at 530 Pacific on Tuesday evenings and then I teach intermediate classes at 6:30 um, Pacific on Tuesday evenings as well and so I record them on Zoom and I have a private Facebook group where just my belly dance students have access and I upload all of those recordings so if somebody can't attend a class live they can always go in and dance with the replays Um, And each class is just a little different depending on who's there. You know, I have one um, student who um, has a a couple of medical conditions that sometimes she needs to sit. And so sometimes I, you know, I do a seated um, belly dance class. And so I I love being able to tailor classes to the individual needs of my students. And so, you know, for people who it's a membership program. So when you join the membership program, you have access to all of these recordings, um, and there's you know uh, upwards to a hundred different recordings that are that are in the membership at this point. Um, And then you also have the live classes that you um, have access to. So. I think it's just a really wonderful way for, for people, you know, all over the place to be able to come together and do something that's supportive of themselves, but still have that community component.
0: That's a, an amazing range of offers and options. And it's got me thinking as well, if, if a group of, you know, four to six women who are friends together, they're family members, maybe they know each other from somewhere, or maybe they're going through something together, small group coaching slash belly dancing combo package, could they do that and have it be their own little unit?
1: That's a really interesting question. I have not had anybody ask me that, but it's, um, it sounds really fascinating. And I would absolutely be interested in, um, you know, exploring what that could look like. I love, as I said, being able to individualize things to what women need. And um, so yeah, that sounds like a really fun way to, you know, be able to support the people who are already in your life to, um, you know, to do something that's really healthy and really fun together.
0: It's almost like a midlife sorority. Like if we, yeah. if we, if we if we're going to label this something or call this something like the, the group of people that went through one type of thing together would would perhaps join hands again and and go through something that I think people might be willing to be really personal with women who already know each other too. I think it might be right. sort of a fascinating thing to start off with a group that's already put themselves together in such a way. Right. And, you know, I just know having been a self-employed person going through 10 years of feeling really surprisingly crappy, I did not imagine I was going to feel that lousy for that long. I was one of the girls that had a really rough time, 56, and I'm still chugging along, having a period every two and a half weeks. It was just nuts. And when people, I wish you were there. I wish I knew about you beforehand because as a self-employed person, it was so hard to work. It was hard to feel good. I felt lousy all the time. I was missing sleep. I was missing, I just, it was, it was just, there was, it just didn't feel like there was enough options. And I wish I knew about you then. And so whatever it costs to be with you. (laughs) I know that when you feel lousy, when you get depressed, when you can't do your work, uh, that's all expensive too. So I I think that being around you is a great kind of connection. So how how can people stay in touch with what you're doing? And I think you have something, I know this, people are going to be hearing this podcast much after, but don't you have something pretty important happening this coming week?
1: Yes, yes. Next week, starting July 11th, and going all the way through the end of the week, July 15th, I have a five-day virtual wellness retreat. It's called Demystify Menopause, Create Your Magical Midlife. (sighs) And um, so every day I'm going to be going live in in my Facebook group, and um, we're going to be going over a different component or how you can start to understand what's going on with your body at a deeper level and how you can start to create, you know, some of this this potency, this magic, you know, this powerful stuff that I've been talking about. How can you create that in your life? And a big big, um, component of that is being able to address these symptoms. And as you were talking about these things that you experienced that made, you know, the other parts of your life so challenging, and you know sometimes these these symptoms really do keep us feeling stuck. Like you know we don't know how we're going to move forward. We don't know how we're gonna, you know, work all day, go to our job, or take care of our kids, or you know whatever it is. Um, it really affects our quality of life sometimes. And so, having support around that, having options, as you mentioned, many. Natural options to support your health and help to balance your hormones. Um, and to just, to, you know, bring back that energy, that vitality that sometimes we feel we've lost when we haven't been able to sleep or we've been dealing with hot flashes or brain fog or, you know, mood swings. Um, so I'm going to be dr- addressing all of those things um, in this week long wellness retreat and giving lots of practical um, guidance as well as delving into some of these um, deeper mindset shifts that are important to make so that we can really feel like we can create the next half of our lives in a really powerful way and make the impact that we wanna make. Um, so I do have um, a registration page for that, which um, um, hopefully you know, we can get in the, the links in the description. Um, and, um, but if you just, if you join the Facebook group, all of the information will be there as well.
0: Yeah. I mean, Vanessa is so, so, so generous with her free content. There's just an amazing amount of free content. If if people don't catch this exact you know, five-day workshop that you have coming up, complimentary. I mean, who wouldn't want to talk to you and see your face? <laughs> who wouldn't want to see your lovely face and hear your lovely voice with all this knowledge and wisdom? I mean, who wouldn't want to hear you every day anyway? And, and so um, so people joining, we're going to have all of that, your website, your Facebook page, because maybe they, they're not going to, they're going to be like, oh, I wish I'd gone to that one. Well, sign up to the Facebook page and you're going to
1: be keeping your eyes out or um, you probably have an
0: email list too, right? I do have an email
1: list and um, yeah, so I, there's a number of ways I, you know, I'm also on other social media as well and I do try to, you know, put out a lot of content. As you said, um, I usually have two guest speakers each month um, in my Facebook group, um, Guest speakers. And yes, um, absolutely. Um, I would love to have you as a guest speaker. Yeah, that'd be um, great. Just because I really want it to be a community of support. Yeah. And I want it to be a community where women are supporting other women. It's not just my community, it's our community. And so I really want to feature other experts who have a different expertise than I have, because there are probably women in that community that need um, your expertise as well.
0: That's phenomenal. I would be really honored. And, and I, I joined your group uh, just because when I was going through everything, which just finished a little while ago, when I was going through everything, I was like finding women who were older. And I was like, tell me again, it's going to be over eventually. Tell me again. Tell me what it feels like to not be having this happen. And I was like, just amazed about I'm going to become a different woman than I've ever been as an adult before we even become anything close to an adult. We start with this whole cycle of kind of depletion per month. You know, it's just so much effort per month going into all of these hormone changes. And I was just fascinated. And I wanted to see and hear that it was possible that all of a sudden, what kind of adulthood can we have and what kind of adulthood can we begin when we're not sick a third of the time or more, depending on what someone cycles like, like how powerful is that going to be? How exciting is that going to be? How stable are we going to feel? How healthy can we be? And so a part of why I want to connect with that community is to show them what I wanted to see, which is there is hope for afterwards. And it's just going to feel like Wonder Woman, like this, um, everything's going to feel easy when you're not dealing with everything you're dealing with and all of these changes that are happening. So life is gonna get easier and better and you're gonna be stronger and possibly healthier sooner rather than later with your help. But man, when that's all not when that struggle's dealt with, ooh, it's really gonna be fun to see who we can become later. And those years when we have the health that we're not struggling to always stay healthy enough each month, the health and the wisdom at the same time, I think this next decade or two is gonna be
1: phenomenal. And, uh... absolutely absolutely and we're actually starting to see that scientifically as well we're starting to see research coming out that you know our 50s and 60s and 70s can be our most productive um, decades of our lives and the reason is because we can get past you know this point where we're we're focusing all of our energy either on other people like our children or spouses or aging parents and we're finally able to focus on ourselves and what we need to be fulfilled and to be healthy but also we're, we're entering into this magical period where we, where we have access to all of this wisdom where we can really tap into our own inner wisdom and our intuition and bring that out into the world and and be productive in that way not necessarily the busy production of the earlier part of our lives but this this aligned, flow of wisdom that we can really bring out in a very magical and creative way for this next half of our lives.
0: If I had one thing I would offer to people going through it currently, I would look at that quote unquote symptom of of these menopausal changes of irritability. When you're irritable about something and you can't deal with it anymore, I want us to, I I would have, I would have wanted to have someone suggest to me, maybe it's something you shouldn't be dealing with anymore. (laughs) Maybe you're irritable because your future self, your senior self that is going to need all your energy yet again, on the other side of aging, when you really need more, you're going to need your energy to, to just stay healthy in the later, later years. And I think these part of this initiation and this change that has so much life changes is I think when people get quote unquote irritable, instead of changing yourself What can I change about myself that this laundry on the floor shouldn't bother me anymore? What should I change about myself that getting stuck in traffic shouldn't be intolerable to me and I lose my temper or I, you know, maybe start looking instead of changing yourself as quickly, when you get irritable with something, I would look out, look out at that lifestyle thing. That's, that's maybe that's what needs to change. And Mm -hmm. I would, I would watch that symptom of irritability and be like, all right, maybe this is telling me which, which. People, places, things, activities, hobbies, which things need to sort of aren't going to make it into the next phase with me. And maybe that is a good time to let some of that stuff that's draining more than uplifting go. And maybe you're irritable because you're like, it's just you're just done wasting energy on things that aren't uplifting.
1: I, I love that you mentioned that because I think that there is I think it's a key. It's a message from your body to say, let's look at this a little bit deeper. Like for instance, insomnia, a lot of women experience the same type of insomnia where they wake up in the middle of the night and they're up for hours and they can't go back to sleep. And so one of the things I suggest is that, well, traditionally in the middle of the night is the time when we can hear our intuition the best. So maybe your body's waking you up so that you can listen to it. So keep a journal by your bed and instead of being upset that you're awake and being anxious about just journal what's coming through. And so, you know, that speaks to the, the power of this initiation is we have symptoms so that we can look at these places in our lives and see where we do need to make changes. Yeah. You know, this midlife period is a big time of women creating standards you know for for how they want to be treated and for how they want to treat the people around them. And so yes, I do think it's it's a it's a very powerful thing to look at how do you, how what kind of environment do you want around you and what kind of environment do you want internally and how can you blend the two of those? What kinds of shifts and changes do you need to make? And that's why we often see divorce or separation or new uh, relationships forming at this time of life because it's an opportunity to to delve a little bit deeper deeply into some of those um, some of those things the, those messages that our body's sending us through symptoms
0: and maybe, and maybe some relationships, you know, can make it to the other side, but with a little bit more, maybe a little more efficient for us. I'm hoping people don't think that standing up for oneself or getting in touch with their intuition necessarily means that they're going to end up with a, a, an end of a relationship, but, um, absolutely not, but new
1: standards standards. is often (laughs) the name of the game here.
0: (laughs) New Standards, new needs. All right. I'm going to make sure everybody knows who you are, where you are, and how to find you. You've been really generous yet again with your time, and it'll be hard to figure out what to take out because you're just so fascinating to listen to. Vanessa, thank you so much, and uh, I appreciate your time today.
1: Thank you so much for having me here. You're doing really wonderful work in the world, and I'm happy to be a part of it.
0: Thank you. Take good care.